All right. Love Talk Radio. Watchman on the wall. All right. Watchman on the wall. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on for the word of God. This is Watchman on the Wall, Elder G. Bazaar, coming to you from Bristol, Virginia. Bristol, Virginia. And I'm going on down a little across the side, sideways. I'm going to go over there to Lubbock, Texas. And then I'm going to hit down there in Atlanta, Georgia on Block Talk Radio. We're going to talk to old Derek Oliver. He's the co-host on Chaos Radio, Chaos Internet. He so enjoy him giving us a privilege to spread God's word. This is Watchmen on the Wall. We have, as I said, Tim Jackson in uh, Lubbock, Texas, and I'm down here in Bristol, Tennessee. We're coming in on the air. Amen. We're coming in on the Internet. We're coming in on the radio. We're trying to warn those that need to be warned, and that's the whole world. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is on his way back to earth. And when he comes back, he's not coming back to stand on the earth right now. He's going to come back and rapture the church up. When he raptures the church up, judgment is going to start after the rapture of the church, and that will be a seven-year tribulation period, a seven-year tribulation period, which is called the seventh week spoken by Daniel the prophet. It's mentioned all through the book of Daniel. It's mentioned through Jeremiah. It's mentioned in most of the books in the Bible of the uh, judgment that's coming up on the earth, which is the tribulation period. And we thank God. We thank God that he's going to give the world a last opportunity to hear the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we don't hear the gospel of grace. We don't hear the gospel of grace for 2,000 years. The gospel base has been preached by the church. We've been preaching this thing. I mean, people who know what it is to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've been preaching this thing. And we're preaching that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's God. He's the Almighty. He's the everlasting. He's the one that what? Came all the way down through 42 generations, suffered and died for the sins of the world, and now is coming to the end of the age. We're coming to the end Basically, the end of the church age. The church age is almost over. I mean, O-V-E-R. Christ is getting ready to remove, what, his body. And we thank God for that. We thank God that he gave us the opportunity to, to preach this word. I thank him for it so much that he chose Brother Tim Jackson, and he chose me, and he chose a lot of other people, a lot of other preachers that's preaching the truth of this end-time eschatology, and we are so glad to have it with you. What I'm going to do, I'm going to have prayer right now, and then I'm going to give it to Brother Tim Jackson, and I'm going to let him drop the sludge hammer. Amen. I know he got something. I know he got something up in the Word of God that he wants to refer to us. And so at this time, I'm going to have prayer, and after prayer, I'm going to Tim to come on in and drop it. Amen. Drop the Word of God. Father, we come to Amen. you right now in Jesus' name. Yes, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us. Lord, we realize that time is short. The day is far gone. Amen. And it's almost up. And we're going to give you the praise. We're going to give you the honor. We didn't come for form or fashion. We didn't come to, 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 to down people. We didn't come to cut up people. We come to let them know there is hope in Jesus Christ. That's what we come to do. We're not preaching, we're not preaching blessings. What, 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 well, I mean financial blessing because we're already blessed. If you woke up this morning amen. in your right mind, amen, and have the activity of limb, you are blessed. 
Amen. We are blessed to realize that we have an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ in this day and time. And we're going to give people the opportunity to accept Jesus after they hear the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Brother Tim, go ahead and work with it, brother. Amen, brother. Awesome words. Awesome, awesome man of the most high God. Thank you for the prayer. Thank you for this word. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for what you have done. Amen. In this life, I thank God for blessing you, for blessing me. Amen. 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 Hopefully you hear me. Thank God. Amen. I hear you. I got you. Amen. Amen. 58 years in ministry. That's impressive. Most Amen. People, amen. Most yes, people sir. cannot uh, cannot boast that. That's a blessing to be yes, able to preach the word of God. Amen. 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 Preach the word of God. Amen. In that manner. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for you. We thank God for this word. Amen. We're going to get into the words today. We're going to talk about some revelation. Amen. So, uh, Amen. Go for it. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get into that uh, today. Amen. Have a word. Have a, uh, I'm just going to just get started. How about that? We're just going to get started All right. because amen, I don't want to pinpoint where I'm going. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead me because I, I have a lot. I know the elder has a lot he wants to share. You got a lot. Let's amen. Get it. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. But, amen. But also, amen, we know that uh, it can always go different by what the Holy Spirit wants us to talk about. Yes, amen. Sir. So today, what's been on my mind, I'm going to bless you all. Amen. Amen. Bless you all with a sermon of the future that I've been working <laughs> on. So amen. So I'm going to go ahead All right, and amen, give it to you today so you get it before the church would get it. Amen? Amen. 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 So without further ado, I want to call your attention to the book of Revelation, the third chapter. And you already the one born. Amen. All right. Amen. Verse 10. Amen. Come the Holy on. Spirit has been dealing with me on this. And we also, uh, Revelation, the 14th chapter. All right. Verses 6 through 7. All right. Amen. And uh, Come on. as I was studying the book of Revelation, for the past two or three years, amen, I've been heavy. I told y'all what my call in ministry is. My call in ministry is salvation. But due to certain things, amen, it has shifted. I still preach salvation. You know I preach salvation every week. But amen, because of what's happening in the world, we cannot, we can no longer ignore everyone that has a word in their body. At this day and age, it don't matter if you are uh, a, a congregant in the church and you like to talk to people about, about, about the Bible. I met a brother a long time ago, years ago, when I was taking seminary classes 
um, I remember him. He said, "Man, I don't want to be a preacher. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to. Look, I just want to know the Bible." Very astute in the word, meaning that he was. He, you know, he knew the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Probably That's knew right. it better than me. He he knew the Bible. Oh man, he was deep in the word. He said, "I don't want to preach. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a." Uh, I'm not called up, I'm not an evangelist, I'm not, not a, a bishop or overseer, none of that. I just want to know the Word of God. That's how the church should be. Amen? You Come should on. want to know the Word and study, thy, study to show thyself approved. God yes, didn't sir. just give it to Elder Bazaar. He didn't just give it to Brother Tim. He gave it to all of us. It is Come our on. responsibility as the church, the Bible says, study to show thyself, you must stand before God. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your brother, your come sister, on, your granny, your big mama, your grandpa, your big daddy. You must stand before the Most High God and give an account in this body the things that were done in the flesh. Come on, boy. Come on. We got to be tried. We're going to go through the fire. Yes, We're going to be tried in the fire. All the fakeness, all the phoniness will be left behind. My God. Come on. Told y'all yesterday I can't stand phony people. I can't stand fake people for nothing. It'll be tried in the fire and left behind. It is counted as wood, stubble, and haste. But that which is worthy, that which you do for Christ, shall pass over into eternal life. Yes. Let me say that again. Only what you do for Christ will pass Holy. over into eternal life. It don't matter what you what you think, what you thought, uh, you, our differences, whether we agree or disagree. The main thing, like the brother said, is to get saved so that once you receive salvation, only what you do for Christ will, will last. Come on, it don't matter you if you go. agree with me or disagree with me. It don't matter if you agree with me that the church is going to be gathered together and caught up a rapture before the tribulation, or if you don't believe that. Amen. That that don't matter. Amen. It really don't. In the Come end, it don't matter. As long as you have salvation and know that you are living your life, you're doing the best that you can in this life, in this flesh, in this body, that's what matters. Not what somebody Amen. thinks, not what somebody says. All the going back and forth. I told you, I don't cast pearl among the swine. I don't argue with now, preacher, minister, uh, Anybody in the church, anybody say that they believe, anybody say they're Christian, anybody say they, they study the word, I don't argue with nobody. It don't matter if you have a channel, if you don't have a channel, if you have a platform, if you don't have a platform, if you have a church, if you don't have a church, I don't argue about the word. I stopped doing that back in 2004. The Holy Spirit said, Tim, don't cast pearl among the swine. Because when you put the word of God and you begin to talk to them about that, that's where you lose people. In the word. Did you hear what I Amen. said? The word is where you lose people. Because you want to know why? People want to come up with their own decisions. Come on. Their own beliefs. Let me say that again. People want to come up with their own decisions and their own beliefs. Yeah. Instead of going by what the Bible says. Come on now. I want to show you something that I'm working on. Come on. It's not finished. I'm working on a sermon. But the next time I go to church and preach, when they, when they bring me back, I go once a month, sometimes twice a month, depending on the church. But I want to sure to give you a head start. Amen. What my next, next sermon is going to be that I'm working on? The sermon title is called The Hour. 
I hear you. Amen. The hour. Amen. The hour. The hour. And according to what I found, it was it was mysterious to me because I, I didn't know that the word the I didn't know the word hour was only found in the book of Revelation twice. And uh, even when I was studying and researching it some years ago, I didn't realize that. Because I was looking at the word hour, and I, and, and I had ran across it accidentally studying Revelation 14, uh, verse 7. I said, wow, there's the word hour again. And the first thing that came to my mind was Revelation 3 and 10. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but you double-check. Like I tell folks, don't just take my word for it. I could be wrong, but I did. I can't recall seeing the word hour in the book of Revelation again. I could be wrong. I even Googled it. I think it said it's only in there twice that it shows up. But what I want to share with you is Revelation 3 and 10. Now, we do realize that this context is within the context of the Church of Philadelphia. Come on, The Church of Philadelphia, amen, brother, was the second church that was found worthy by Christ. Let me say that again. Come on, say (laughs) it again. It was the second church that was found worthy worthy by Christ. There was only two churches that was found worthy. Amen. Yes, sir. The church of Philadelphia was the second church. I believe the church of Smyrna, yes. if I'm not mistaken, yes, right. while. That's right. That's right. The church of Smyrna was the first church. Yes, sir. Amen. The church of Philadelphia was known to be a small congregant. It was a small Come congregation on, of saints. But because of the love, all y'all not going to talk to me today. Man, y'all not going to talk to me. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I hear what you said. On these two laws, what did Christ say? Hang Uh all the laws and the prophets. Come on, man. church of love. Y'all not hearing me. The Holy Spirit is talking to me today. You go back. It's in the book of Matthew. I'm going to give you the scripture and everything. And Christ himself talked about what it took. Because they were talking to him about all the law of Moses. They loved to refer to the law when dealing with Christ. That was the Jews' go-to, the law. Don't you know the Jews yeah. still like that today? They still like that today. Their, their go-to is the law. We're no longer up under the law. We're up under the grace administration of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on. You better say it again, Doctor. You better better say say it again. again. Let me say it to you again for those of you who didn't get it the first time that may not have heard it and may not have understood it. We are up under the grace administration. You cannot cancel that out. I don't care how much you want to, how much you like to. We are not saved by the law. The law, and I can prove to you in the book of Romans, Paul wrote it. We are not saved by the law. You're not saved by the commandments. You're not saved by the ordinance of God. That was simply given to man to let him know, basically, you are worthy to die for all eternity. That's why the law was given to you. Lord, have mercy. Not given to you to say, hey, man, if you do this right here, if you do that right there, you're going to heaven. That ain't what it was given to us for. See, before the flood, Man lived so unruly from after Adam fell, Adam and Eve fell in the garden. Man was so unruly, so disrespectful, so disregarding. God said, I got to do something. God said, you know what? God said, you know what? Maybe they don't know. 
y'all better hear me when I speak. The Holy Spirit is talking to y'all. God said, maybe they don't know they're doing wrong. <laughs> Come on. You know, sometimes it takes you to see things. Sometimes it takes action. God said, I'm going to let them know that they're doing wrong. Thou shalt yeah. not commit adultery. Thou shalt mm-hmm. not steal. Thou shalt not. Amen. All these out, the Ten Commandments. And then he had ordinances. He had ordinances, meaning yes, that he, he had yes, things he that you wasn't supposed to eat. Amen. Doc, you better preach and talk to me. There were some things you wasn't supposed to eat, some things you wasn't supposed to work. Come on, man. There were so many ordinances that 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 Moses handed out. They, the children is like, man, we can't do nothing. Six hundred and fourteen. Woo! Brother says six hundred and fourteen ordinances. I knew he knew. He deep in the word. Amen. Six hundred and fourteen. Six hundred and fourteen ordinances. That's out now. You think about the ten commandments. You think the ten commandments were hard. The six hundred and fourteen ordinances was no joke. Joe. Amen. Man, yes, y'all better sir. know what to say. Amen to talk Come on, to me in preacher. Ten commandments. Amen. Ten yes, commandments sir. 16, 614 ordinances. Good Lord. My God. I, I could imagine. And you know, some of those things, what would they do to you? They would stone you if you did it. Oh, man, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. They were tough back in them days. Yeah, you would get beat up with some rocks. They would stone you, get some big rocks, some little rocks. They finna, you finna die if you went against the laws of God. Come on, preacher. We are no longer under the law. After Amen. Christ came and the Yahweh raised him from the dead, the Holy Spirit was sent unto me, and we are upon the grace. So in other words, you you can mess up and say, Lord, I repent of my sin. I'm going to do better. Forgive me of my sin. I'm going to do better. Paul said, well, the thing that I hate doing, I find myself doing that thing that I desire to do. I find myself. See, see, folks don't want to talk about the truth. See, that's the real truth is who you really are. Everybody want to walk around like they live in a glass house, like they don't sin, like they don't do nothing wrong. Man, please, if we was to shadow you for 24-7, you would be sick. All the stuff. That know <laughs> Come that on, do. preacher. Woo-wee. Come on, man. They can't mess with this over here. They can't mess with this over here. I'm preaching nothing but fact. I'm telling you what the Bible say. Don't get mad at me. If we was to shadow you for 24-7, you'd be sick. All the stuff we know what you're doing with your dirty, low-down self. I'm talking to you. Amen. We all the Bible said it. I can say the Bible calls you a filthy rat. That's what the Bible said. But you want to walk around with your chest all puffed up. Because you know the Bible said that, amen, that that only by grace you are saved. Come on, preacher. Ain't nothing. Nothing but grace. You can't, like this one, like I heard the one preacher of the earth say on the radio, say a long time ago, the old preacher, he said, you know what? If you're a doo-doo Christian, you're headed for hell. That's what he said. He said, if you're a doo-doo Christian, he said, you think. He said, you're a doo-doo Christian. Because you think, you think, because you're doing stuff, you say you better than everybody. You're a doo-doo Christian if you live by the law. That's what he said. You're a doo-doo Christian. And you're yeah, going yeah. straight to hell. Uh, you don't think it's true. Oh, uh, you don't think it's true. I remember hearing him say that. I said, well, man, where is that in the Bible? I said, well, why, 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 did he, why would he say that? I said, man, he said that if you're a doo-doo Christian, you're bound for hell. 
I didn't I didn't know what to think of that brother when I heard him say it until one day I ran across the scripture right here. I said, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. See, there's one thing you can talk all you want. Sound good. It may sound good to you. Maybe you like the sound of your voice. It sounds good. But we're going to always go by what the, what the Bible says over here. We're going to always go by what the scriptures say. I'm going to read you a little scripture to prove what he said was right about doo-doo, Christian. You stink and you're bound for hell. I didn't get that. man. I said, man, I, don't, I, I said to myself, I said, I don't know about that. I said, well, what, why would he say that? Till the Holy Spirit showed me this scripture years ago. Watch All right, this. brother. This is, this is Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse four. Galatians, fifth chapter, four. Let me see it again for y'all, for those of you way far in the back. Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse four. Let me show you what it says. Go ahead. It says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. First, you got to get that first part, what he said. If Christ has no effect on you, that means that he's not affecting you. You're not saved. That's basically what the scripture just said. He ain't affected you. See, if Christ has affected me, he saved my soul from burning hell. Because, first of all, I have to humble myself and not think that I got nothing to do with my salvation, not what I do, not what I think, not my walk, not what I say. It has nothing to do with Tim. My salvation is strictly and solely upon what Christ did on the cross when he shed his blood and died for my sins. It ain't got nothing to do with what I do. Whether I do it by the law, whether I do it because I think I'm good, whether I do it because I think I'm more, or because I think I'm better than somebody, or because I think I'm doing right. That ain't got nothing to do with you becoming saved. Salvation is strictly, you got to understand that. Salvation is strictly by the cross, not what I do on a daily basis. Come on, if you think that your salvation is by what you do on a daily basis, you are lost. This is all it is, too. You can get mad about it. You get all your feelings about it. I don't care, but I got to tell you the truth. He said, Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you or what justify by the law? If you still run around talking about the law, you need to have like 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 my wife and them used to say. My daughter said, "You the women they used to have several seats." <laughs> Another way you need to get somewhere and sit down because you need somebody to take you. I'm, I'm gonna say it in the way the men say it. Somebody to take your Bible away from you. You sound you are not justified as by what the scripture says. Whosoever you are, you ain't doing nothing. You think just because you living by the law, oh, was that? Yeah, we understand. Let, let, let me tell you what the let me let me tell you the correct Wait, way. Take your time, boy. Take your time. The correct way is to get justified by the plan of salvation first. You have to acknowledge. You got to humble yourself as a little child. Christ said his say says, "Suffer not the little children, for such." Is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, I got to be humble. When I came to Christ, I was humble. Man, I was so hurt. I was so broken. After what happened, I said, Lord, you know what? It's yours. I, I thought I was all this and cocky and strong and muscled. Lord, I, I, I said, man, you know what? It ain't about Tim. I was all thought I was this and that. Oh, man, all that stuff go away. God will break you down to nothing. I'm telling you, God, get ready to take everything from you, and your world is in his hands. I say, Lord, it's all in your hands. Many people have experienced that, whether it be at the hands of a death of a child, 
a child about to leave this world. You see, you praying on your Lord, you know, don't take my child, Lord, you know. That was the last resort. That was the last thing that hit Pharaoh. God was giving him nine chances, and he lost his child. It didn't take much for me. God touched me. I said, Lord, you know what? It, it, I'm all yours. What do you need me to do? I'm all yours. You have to humble yourself. You walk around with pride talking about what you do by the law. You ain't humble. See, God can't. The Bible said Christ is no faith unto you who self are justified by the law. You still walk around with your chest out. God can't. Come on, preacher. You God using you because you're quoting scriptures. Because you know some Bible history, that ain't got nothing. I don't care how well you know the Old Testament or the New Testament. Because you can quote some history, don't mean you saved. You got to humble yourself and come bow down before the cross. Man, I was come so on, humble. Come on, that man. Lord, you know it's all yours. Lord, I, I give it all to you. What you need me to do? <laughs> man, God will break you down and strip you, have you crying like a baby. I said, come on, man, preacher. I don't care how big and strong you are. I don't care how much weight you can lift. I don't care how bad you can fight, how bad you think you're. God will break you down. Yeah. And when I tell you 23 years ago, a little over 23 years ago, April 15, 2000, boy, God broke me down. I said, Lord, that was, he touched me one time. I said, boy, God, powerful. he'll break you down. Come on. All the way to where you land on your face, not just your knees. You land flat on the floor on your face. Lord, here, what you need me to do. Yes, sir. The Bible says you are falling from grace. Do you know what that means? Now, you are on. falling away from the cross. You are falling away. You you don't have salvation because you still <laughs> run around talking about <laughs> what you Preacher. do. You run around Preacher, talking brother. about how you live. Man, if we was to put you in a glass house and shout at you for 24-7, we'd be like, uh-huh. See, a lot of people think it's about Sheed and fornicating the door. People want to put that on the top of the list because there is no top of the list with God. You made that list up. You try to you trying to point out what other people are doing. There's some stuff that folks doing that's so sneaky and so between the fine line. They cheating on their taxes. They stealing money. They lying. They being deceitful. They receive. They doing something that we can't see. They doing something that only God knows that they doing. Come on, preacher. God said all sin is sin. It ain't no number it's with sin. God. God ain't got no list to say because you over here uh, uh, beating up on somebody and you that you over here lying that there's a number one and two. God, that man did that. God Come on, no preacher. Me. All sin is worthy, worthy to be cast in the lake of fire. Oh, Ooh, see, folks, now See, that, that's too deep for them there, brother. That, see, 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 it's too easy for them. They say, oh, I ain't cheating. I ain't cheating on my taxes. But it's something else you do, whether you're talking about somebody behind their back. Come on, preacher. Whether you complaining every day. God says sin is sin with me. Sin that's is sin. Sin is sin. That's why Christ had to come to the earth to redeem you. Come on. Come on. God knew you couldn't do it. God said, please, you're a filthy rag. I don't need you to do nothing but surrender. Humble yourself. Come to the cross. The scripture said, Galatians 5 and 4, Christ has become of what no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law. No matter, no, he said, no matter who you are. The Bible says, ye are fallen from grace. 
Yeah. So we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Your righteousness ain't by what you do, it's by faith. For in Christ, Yeshua, amen, neither circumcision or anything. In other words, the law, it don't, it don't help you do nothing. Which worketh by love. It says no uncircumcision. It says no uncircumcision, but faith which works worketh by love. Christ knew that when he came. God always knew that. Abraham knew it. Why do you think he was about to sacrifice his son? So you think it was about because the act. No, it was because of the faith. Oh, my God. Y'all, y'all not ready for this level. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is the Holy Spirit. You think it's Tim, but it's not. It's the Holy Spirit. See, you think it's yeah, the Holy Spirit, brother. Because of what he was about to do. You think it was the act that he was about to kill his son. No, it was the level of, by love, he loved God. He trusted. Oh, my God. Y'all about to bring tears to my eyes. He trusted God. He had faith. That's what it's all about. Come on, preacher. I'm going to give it to the brother here in a minute, but I'm going to go, go ahead. ahead and touch on Revelation 3 and 10. Just real All quick. All right. Revelation, oh, I got, I got five more minutes. Revelation 3 and 10. Go ahead, brother. But I have to show you that just so you can know where I'm going. I have to show you that because a lot of folks, Come on. So you, you got to give them the whole picture. Amen. You gotta give him the whole picture. Amen. Amen. You gotta give him the whole picture so you so you know where I'm going with this. So now you think about that. You go back over to Revelation three and ten. I want to show you something. Revelation yes, three sir. and ten. This was a church of love. That's why. I, that's why I went through all of that just to say one thing. It's Come not on. about what you do. It's about love. Christ said. Love. He said he said, he said, he says, which was the, which is the greatest? He said, the first and second commandment. I got a little time. I'm going to go over there real quick. I got a little time. I'm going to go ahead, man. I got a little time. Matthew. Amen. Give me a minute. Let me get over there. Amen. Here it is. Matthew, the 22nd. 20, I'm sorry. Matthew, uh, 22nd chapter. Verse 36 through 40. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. It says, Master, this is the disciples talking to Christ. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Watch what Christ said. This is before the Holy Spirit came unto men. (laughs) Yeshua said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, Yahweh, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. But you got some folks that will love to attach the law to that. It ain't said nothing about the law. It said love God. <laughs> Come on. So they missed that. See, he, yeah. he noticed that cry. I know what I hate, brother, brother. I've been in corporate America for 25 years. And you know what I hate when I deal with people without I'm selling something to people or I'm just dealing with people? Or it don't matter who it is, people lack understanding. Come on. And they miss Come the on. point. The whole time so I like, Lord, I have to slap myself in the face and say, Lord have mercy. They didn't miss the point. And I spelled it out to you in elementary. He said, verse verse thirty eight said, This is the first and great commandment. Do you love God? You come talking about what you did. Oh, I ain't hurt nobody today. God, do you know how many folks are going to hell just because they are more, just because they do good and treat people nice? 
Come on, preacher. But they don't love God. Oh, my God. They don't God. love God. Oh, man, I wish. Man, I preached this to a preacher while I talked to him. Hey, he, he just went over his head. I said, Lord, have mercy. He's a doo-doo pastor. I said, brother, we is by love. You you trying to do things by works. It's about love. Love. This is why the world, do you want to know why the world is so jacked up? Because they think that they're doing good. Because who are you doing good by? Yourself? If, if I thought, hey, hey, man, I'm the best person in the world if you ask him. But if you ask Christ, Christ like, ooh, man, you're a filthy rag. Filthy rag. That's why God, that's why, that's why God don't give it to everybody. Because they feel it's about love. That's why he used Noah. Amen? Amen. Wasn't Noah drunk? Wasn't he a drunk? Amen. Come on. Abraham? Amen. He lied. He lied. Amen. There you go. He was a liar. Amen. Samson? Amen. He was a... He was a woman chaser. <laughs> Boy, there you go, man. You said it, brother. You said, see, I know you know before. It don't need for me to say, I, I'm thinking it, but I know that you know it. Amen, because I've read it. Amen. But guess what? God used them. Yeah. He used them because they understood the simplicity of God. No matter how filthy and dirty I am, because I got love. Do you want to know why there's so many people out here that are broken and, and on the streets that can preach better than people in this pulpit? You want to know why Come that on. is? Because they understand love. You're like, how can God put such, put such talent in such a broken person? These people were broken, but out of the most broken person, the truth. You know what my grandma used to say? She said, she said, uh, uh, um, Oh, my gosh. What was it? I'll come back to it. She had a saying, and basically what she was saying is that God can take the most messed up person and deliver the most beautiful sermon ever ever preached. Come on, preacher. You want to know why Christ went to those people? God, Christ knew there was something. That he couldn't use the people who were uppity. They lived good. He they thought they better than they. they had to know yeah. the chin in the eye. I said, please, I don't need y'all. We're the broken people. Let me go. To, let me go out here among the prostitutes. Let me go talk to the prostitutes. Let me go talk to to the man that's on the street that ain't got nothing. That's, that they yeah, ain't got let nothing. Me go on, to, let, let me go out to the person that, that that's that's hurt. That that needs healing. The person that can't get up and walk. The person that can't see. The person that can't hear. The person that's blind. The person that's messed up. They got the greatest sermon that you'll ever hear. Come on, preacher. You hear the most beautiful words. From people like that, there's something. That's why the church is all jacked up now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's why the church is all because you got cliques. You got folks that think they better than other people. That's why folks. That's why. That's why the world don't understand the church. Come on, they so, They oh, I got I got the baddest car, I got the biggest house, I smell good. Look at my dress, and just so messed up. That was the most they to see her. They come on. on the outside, but they were come jacked on, up preacher. on the inside. But God will take somebody who's messed up on the outside and clean them up and make them beautiful on the inside. My God, I, on, man, if I'm not talking, if I, 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 and I ain't bragging on myself. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. This it ain't is. what I got it written is. down to preach today. It is. 
I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give it over to the but I'm going to come back. Go ahead, Main brother. Revelation Man. 3 and 10, because y'all think I'm super. It, it says, this is the first and great command, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. All, all right. Commandments hang all the law on the pot. Do you know if we can get the church to learn to love, the, the, the churches will be filled. I passed, I was driving this morning, brother, from walking. And I ain't going to lie, but I don't deal with churches. Churches are so cliquish. I want to go to these churches and preach because they asked me to come and preach. Because they love me, they love, for, they love for me to preach about Revelation. They know what time it is. Churches, five cars in the parking lot, two cars in the parking lot. I told them years ago, I said, man, y'all just need to just come together and put y'all churches together. Because y'all just, y'all just spending money on electricity and rent, y'all just wasting money. Y'all need to all just come together. That's why ain't nobody filling up the churches because the churches are so fake and phony. And it's just it's just true. Go come ahead, on, doctor. Tell I'm it. Come back. Go ahead, doctor. All right, I'm man. Fine. Go man, ahead. man, man, man. We're talking we're talking about what? We're talking about real salvation. We're talking about Amen. Revelation three and ten. We're talking about the come Philadelphia on. church. We're talking about the church of what? Brotherly love, brotherly love, loving people, loving. Don't love what they do, but love because of who they are. They are, they are, they are people of God. They are people who are lost. They are people who need to know Jesus Christ. And we know, we know the love of God is what? Love is a person. Uh-oh. What you say? Amen. God is love. If God is love, on, that's a person. And God is what? God is a spirit. That means that's a spirit. It can move through any solid substance. It can go mm. through the substance and get to the real root. In other words, when the Holy Spirit enters into a person that accepts Jesus Christ, it goes right to the spirit of man. It goes to the soul well, of man. And it penetrates. It penetrates that carnal, fleshly body. And when it gets inside of there, it's in there to stay. Why? Because salvation is free. Salvation is secure. Salvation is ever, everlasting life. Who has everlasting life? Jesus Christ has everlasting life. How did he get everlasting life? Is the reason he, he didn't get it. He always was everlasting life because he's God Almighty. And Jesus Christ, what? He died on Calvary's cross. How did he, get, how did he die? He died by shedding what? His blood. I talked on the blood this morning. Uh, uh, down here mm. in Bristol. I'm talking about there's nothing but the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, because the soul, the soul, the soul is in the blood. And Jesus Christ was God Almighty, and he had a blood system through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God. And when he was born, he was born what? Sinless. No sin. Nowhere. Blameless. Perfect. Why? Because he's God Almighty in the flesh. And in order for him to die a physical death, he had to have a blood system. And having that blood system, that blood system was sinless because God is sinless. No sin Mm -hmm. in God. There's no imperfection in God. And when he became Mm -hmm. man, he brought that with him. When Christ was born, born in a manger, wrapped in swallowing clothes. And when he was born, he was born as a baby, baby, a little baby, a boy was born. He grew up as an adolescent. He grew up 
to a teenager. He grew up into an adult. He grew up to a full-grown man. And that full-grown man was nobody but God himself in the flesh. Dwell on that a little bit. Dwell on that a little bit. And see, only God can do that. Man can't do that. Man is too ugly. Man is too backward. Man is too sinful. Man is too rotten. And ain't nothing that he can do right without Jesus Christ. Nothing he can do right without the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you something, brother. You brought down a point, amen, that needs to be brought down more and more. Because you got so many people in the world today that think because they don't do certain things that they say. They think because they look, look a little better than somebody else, they say. But you ain't saved. If you get saved, you're only saved by the grace of God and not by the law. Because the law, what, condemns. The law is your schoolmaster. And it will lead you, it will lead you to what? It will lead you to the cross. I'm going I'm to pause there for a minute. Lead you to the cross. Why? Because what the cross did and what Jesus did on the cross he became not a sinner, but he became a sin offering. What? To humanity. When he died on the cross, what was God saying? He was saying that I'm going to die for the human race. I'm going to die to save them from, my, save them from their sins. I'm going to die, and then I'm going to be raised from the Dead. Amen. With a, I'm going when I raise from the dead, my my self, my my deliverance will come through my blood. When he was raised Lord from the dead, he wasn't raised by blood. He wasn't raised by uh, 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 some kind of crane, or uh, some kind of lift to lift him out the grave. He came because God raised himself. He raised himself. From the grave, through his son, Jesus Christ, and now the blood system is no longer needed because he shed his blood for who? He shed his blood for us that we can retain the righteousness that he has. If you don't have the righteousness of Christ in your life, if you don't have the righteousness of Christ in your life through the blood, you are doomed for judgment, eternal punishment. You are doomed for your own sin because you rejected Christ. You rejected his blood. We rejected his mercy. You rejected thinking that you can go to heaven by keeping the law. But let me tell you, every, every man, every woman, every boy is guilty of breaking the law. Love you. Come on, I don't break the law. No, I yes you have. The Bible said if you break one of the Ten Commandments, just one, you are guilty of them all. That's mm. why I'm not living after the law. I'm living mm. under the grace and the mercy of the Lord and Savior That's Jesus right. Christ because That's now right. Christ lives in me. And if Christ right. lives in me, the love of the law, I love the law. I can keep the law. Why? Because the love of Christ is in me, and I'm not living by the law. I'm living by faith through grace and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let me tell you something. Brother, you brought out something today. I'm telling you, because I'm going to give you I'll something. In the book. I'm going to give you the book of Isaiah. I'm going to see what Isaiah, Isaiah says about us. Come the on. sixth chapter. 
the sixth chapter of Isaiah. This is Isaiah. This is where Isaiah said what we are. Listen to what he said. In the sixth chapter, first verse, mm-hmm. it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also <laughs> saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. High, good God Almighty, and lifted mm-hmm. up, and his train filled the temple. And above stood the seraphims with mm-hmm. one. Each one had six wings. Now you get get a load of this. This is this is the throne of God. He said, and each one has six wings. With twain he covered his face. So six wings, two two wings covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. Two wings covered mm-hmm. his feet. And with the twain he did fly. So the other two wings they flew, and one mm-hmm. cried out unto another and said, Holy. Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The mm-hmm. whole earth is filled, is full of his glory. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Isaiah. This is Isaiah coming in the presence of God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Ain't no man, ain't no woman, ain't no dignitaries, ain't no president, ain't no king, ain't no billionaire or millionaire can ever stand before the God of the universe with his chest Lord stuck out. Mercy. Oh, y'all Lord hear me? Ain't no preacher can stand before God Almighty and between the seraphims and the cherubims with his tongue, with his tongue wagging about how big and how great he is. I'm going to show Lord you what Isaiah said about himself. Oh, Isaiah said this. Because look what the effect of it is. He said, and the pulse of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. I mean, Holy Ghost smoke. I mean, smoke that filled the house. God's smoke. I'm not talking about camels. I'm not talking about lucky strikes. I'm not talking about smoke from a forty-five. I'm talking about God's smoke. And his smoke is holy. His smoke is righteous. His smoke is thick. His smoke is powerful. Listen to what oh, Isaiah had to cry out. And this is what every human being is going to cry out. And I'm crying out now. And Isaiah said, then said I, woe is me, for I am mm. undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king of the Lord of hosts. Oh, Isaiah saw the king of the Lord of hosts. And in the sixth verse, it says, Then flew one of the seraphims, good God Almighty from Zion. And he said unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips. And thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see Ye indeed, but receive not. I'm talking about this year, Philadelphia Church. This Philadelphia Church 
have been before the throne of God. Why? Because they have had their sins purged by the blood of Jesus Christ. They have had his sins cleansed. And when your soul is cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ at the altar of the throne of God, guess what? You're going to say, woe is me. I found out that I was undone. The only way that I can preach this gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that I have to go between the altars and put my hand on the doorpost and cry out and say, woe is me. And mm. the Lord called Brother, Brother Jackson one day. And he said, I need somebody to go out and preach the word. I, I need somebody to stand up for the word. I need somebody to tell the world in the last day, perilous time shall come. I need somebody Amen. to go between the posts and cry out and say, woe is me, for I'm undone. I got unclean lips. I'm amongst the unclean men. And Brother Jackson, oh, God Almighty, I said, Brother Jackson said, the Lord said, I need somebody. Who can I send? And Brother Jackson said, send me. I'll go out Amen. and tell the world. And that's what he's doing now. He told Brother Bazaar, go out and tell Amen. the world that the hope, hope in Jesus Christ. Go out and tell them about Revelation. Tell them about the first and third and fifth and sixth chapters of the seven churches of Asia Minor. Tell them in the fourth chapter, there's a time coming when the Lord's going to blow the trumpets in the fourth chapter. Tell them there's going to be a rapture. There's going to be a catching away of God's people. I'm talking about holy people. I'm talking about people like your brother Jackson said that love the Lord. And if you love the Lord, you will obey. If you don't love the Lord, you're not going to obey. And the only way you can obey the Lord is you've got to come down from your sin-bending need and call to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in the third chapter of Revelation, we just two churches from the last church age. Because the last church age is the Laocidian church age. And that church age Amen. is a dead church. That church age is a hypocritical church. That church age is a time when men is not with sound doctrine. That men are not standing up for the word of God. There's everything going on in the church of Laocidia. They got the nerve to call themselves rich. But they're not rich in the spirit of God. They're rich in money. They're rich in fornication. They're rich in heart adultery. They're rich in all kinds of sin that's going on in the house of God. And this church, Jesus Christ said, if you don't repent, I'm going to going to remove the candlestick. I'm going to remove the candlesticks. I'm telling you what this church is saying. This is what the church is saying. Uh-uh. This is what the church is saying today. These false churches, false preachers, this is what they're saying in the book of Peter. In the book of Peter, it says this, third chapter, it says this, the second epistle, beloved, now write into you in both which I stir up your pure mind by the way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and the Savior. And this is what a lot of church folks are saying this. And it ain't the world most of the time. It's the church saying this. These false churches, these false preachers, these false sisters, these false people who call in on the name of Jesus and don't even know him. They, they, they're saying he's doing things for them, and they don't even know him. But listen to what they're saying. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, scoffers mm, that's right. in the church, 
walking right. after their what? Own lust. They're walking That's after lust. Saying. They're walking after prostitution. They're walking. They're lusting after money. They're lusting after child pornography. They're lusting after uh, 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 porno. They're lusting after all the lusts of the world. They're lusting after, and they're all involved with all kinds of clubs and all kinds of secret society. They, mm. they say they're in the church. They're not in the church. They're in the false church. But they're trying to make the false church uh, the true church. But the true church has nothing to deal with the dark world, has nothing to do with the fornication, has nothing to do with adultery. The true church is a righteous church. The true church is a holy, holy, holy church, and is made holy by the blood of Jesus Christ. And listen to what they're saying. They're saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers had fell asleep, Amen. All things continue as they were from the beginning of creation, from the beginning of the Garden of Eden, all the way across the 6,000 years. The world is saying, where is the promise of the second coming of Jesus Christ? Y'all been talking about this stuff for 6,000 years, 2,000 years of the church age, 4,000 years of the uh, uh, endemical age, and the delay of the age of law and the age of promise, 6,000 years, and this so-called, what they say, so-called Jesus Christ ain't came yet. What's the problem? Did he get held up? Did he get robbed? Did somebody hijack him? No. Nobody ain't hijacked Christ. The devil said when he came the first time, they said, well, where's the promise? He came. He came. Oh, yeah. He came as a baby. Yeah. Laid in a manger. Yeah. Stayed here 33 and one half years. Yeah. Healed the sick. Yeah. Raised the dead. Cast out devils in his name. Moved all through Galilee. Moved all through Nazareth. Moved all through Capernaum. Moved all through all the lands and told the people, ah, who you think I am? He told the disciples, who do you say that I am? And one of the disciples said, one said, ah, oh, you, you sound like Jeremiah because you're always crying all the time. Woo, you mm. sound like Ezekiel because you're talking about fire. You sound like Isaiah because you're talking about a suffering servant. But who are you? And Jesus said, Peter, whom, whom do men say that I am? Jesus looked at Peter. Jesus said, uh, Peter said, looked at Jesus and said, Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you because flesh and blood cannot reveal to you the revelation of who Jesus is. And he said, for my Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit revealed to you <laughs> who I am. If the world wants to know who Jesus is, it's going to have to be revealed by the Spirit of God from the throne of God, stripped on down from the throne of God into your heart to reveal you who Jesus Christ is because the world don't know who Jesus Christ is because they won't want to be revealed by the Spirit of God. If you want to Amen. know tonight, if you want to know who Jesus is, you ought to fall on your knees and cry out to the throne of God and say, Lord, reveal to me who Jesus Christ is. And I, I tell you one thing about it. God will do it. God will change your life right now. 
And you can stop going to church, get the same old sermon, same old dead sermon, because you're not being revealed who Jesus Christ is. And this mm. church that's found in the book of Revelation, the church of Philadelphia, the church that was revealed who Jesus Christ is. And you know something? You know what that you know what Jesus said to that church? He said, Look, I'm gonna keep you from the hour of temptation that's going to come up on all the world. But what is the hour of temptation? The hour of temptation is when the Antichrist get ready to set up his instruments, get ready to set up his, his, his plan. It's going to come at the last minute. It's going to come. What is that? God Almighty. God Almighty. It ain't going to be no it ain't going to be no some guy coming along telling you, oh, there ain't no such thing as no rapture. ain't just a mid-rapture. It ain't no post-rapture. It's a pre-rapture. And the pre-rapture is definitely made for the church because it's the body of Christ. And the, only, the way that you can become a member of the body of Christ is not you go up and put your name on the, the church roll. The, uh-uh. You, you got to put your name on the roll that's in heaven. And the only way you can mm. get your name on the roll is you got to go to Calvary's cross. You got to go to Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross, because no other man died on the cross and came back from the dead and on his own power and went into heaven and ascended to heaven and been gone for 2,000 years. And the church, some of the part of the church is now saying, where is the promise of the of his coming? For the fathers have fell asleep. All things continue as they were. Be from the beginning of, mm-hmm. of, of, of creation. And then he says, for this they are willingly are ignorant. Ignorant. Ignorant folks in the house. And the reason I'm telling you, right. the reason I'm on the church so much, because the church is not doing what they were called to do. On the day of Pentecost, they would go out, they were called to be a witness to the world. And the church today has failed of being a witness to the world because there's so many so-called church folks, so-called Christians, is up in the church proclaiming no, no Jesus Christ and doing everything that the world is doing. There, you can't bring that stuff up in the church and call yourself a Christian. You've got to be separated from sin, death, hell, and the grave so you can go out there with a victorious witness and tell the world, the Lord, the Lord can save you. Why? Because he saved me from what? Whoremongering. Huh? Backbiting. Hypocritin. He saved me from child molestation. He saved me from homosexual. He saved me from lesbianism. He saved me from incest. He saved me from alcohol. He say, and when he saved you, he saved you from all sin, not just one. And that means that means that you ain't going to sin no more, but that means he don't save you from sin, that you don't have to sin no more, and now you can walk in the Spirit because you can't walk in the Spirit and you don't have the experience of the Spirit because there's power. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ, more power than a a locomotive, and it can leap high buildings in a single bound. It can go down into your heart and spirit and soul and take out all that sin and wash it away, and you can tell everybody, I've been born again. I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. I'm a new creature now. Instead of drinking four roses, I switched bottles. 
Ghost. I'm not drinking four roses no more. I'm not drinking alcohol no more. I just switched bottles, and now I'm drinking living water. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Amen. Guess what? I used to dance a lot. I used to uh, I used to walk across the floor, but let me tell you, I didn't stop dancing. I just switched partners. I'm, sw- I'm dancing with Jesus now. Good God Almighty. Woo! Do you know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, well, I stopped doing this, and I stopped doing that. Just stop it, it ain't going to do you no good. you got to be born again. you got to let Jesus Christ come into your life. He said, listen, I'm getting ready to give it back to the brother. Amen. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved. Reserved what? The world now is reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of what? Ungodly men. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm. Ungodly. What does ungodly mean? Not like God. Not like God. You're like the devil. Ungodly. You got an ungodly talk. You do an ungodly walk. You go to church ungodly. You sing in the choir ungodly because you don't know who God is. Because you go to church don't mean you know God. Just because you say Jesus don't mean you know God. And here the earth is reserved unto fire against the day of judgment, perdition of ungodly men. And there's a lot of ungodly people. But listen, majority of the world is lost. You hear what I say? Majority of the world is lost. And what's going to happen during the tribulation period is when the mark of the beast comes and the Antichrist is going to do miracles and the Antichrist is going to sit in the temple and the false prophet is going to prophesy great miracles that's going to happen during the tribulation period. And the Antichrist is going to be assassinated by a bullet wound towards mm. the head. And the world is going to look at this, and they're going to see it on television. They're going to see it on the Internet. They're going to see it on Hulu. They're going to see it on uh, uh, YouTube. They're going to see it on uh, 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 Twitter. And they're going to see one of the most greatest miracles that's going to be done by Satan because God is going to permit him to be assassinated and lay in the morgue for three days. And Satan, good Lord, listen to what I'm saying. Satan is going to be cast out of first and second heaven in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation. The Satan, the devil's coming down here. He's on his way. He's he's packing his suitcases now. Because he's in the first and second heaven. That's where his kingdom at now. And he's going to bring his kingdom down here. And Michael and all his angels are going to cast Satan out of first and second heaven. And the devil is working overtime. Now, what's going on today? Why is people losing their minds? Why are people committing suicide? Why are people taking more drugs? Why are people committing adultery? Why are people committing homosexuality and ramming the world and filling the world with sin? Why? Because the devil knows he ain't got about a short time, and he's making haste. And when he gets down here, he's going to do this miracle that's going to shock, listen, the whole Round world. It's going to be televised around the world when Lucifer 
Listen, the devil is going to incarnate himself inside of the Antichrist and going to raise him from the dead. And when he raises from the dead, they tell me, Revelation says, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And the Bible says, and all the world. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It says, all the world will wonder after the beast. After the beast. They will believe Before they believe in the burial and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, but they will believe that this is Jesus Christ when it's not going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be the raw-headed, slew-foot, bald-headed, two-time devil that's going to incarnate himself in a human being and raise him from the dead. And you've already seen it on TV. You see all these horror pictures. You see all these wicked pictures that they're putting on. You see all these superheroes that man has drew up of people coming back from the dead. Well, this is going to be the utopia. This is going to be the zenith. And when he comes from the dead, he's going to tell the world that he's God Almighty, and the world is going to believe it. And he's going to sit in the temple that the Jews, listen to me, the Jews are getting ready to build a temple for the old sacrifices offering, but at the end, Antichrist is going to desecrate the temple called Abomination Desolation, spoken by Daniel. He's going to sit in that temple, just like Apostle Paul said in Thessalonians. He's going to consider himself as being God, taking the place of God, because devil always wanted to take the place of God. So this is the ultimate turn that he will deceive the world, and the world will say, yes! Yes. Amen. Amen. They're going to say, Jesus is here on earth. Why do you mm. going to believe that? Because he was resurrected from the dead. Why are you going to believe on that? When Jesus Christ was resurrected 2,000 years ago and going back to heaven and sitting on the right-hand side of the Father, getting ready to come back to judge the Antichrist and the great whore. And the great whore is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation. And the church is consists of the great whore, Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon. And Mystery oh, Babylon yeah. is different from what? The Church of Philadelphia. Why? Because Mystery Babylon is full of sin. Sin. Degradation of sin. The epitome of sin. Because the cup she's holding in her hand is full of abomination and filthiness of the earth. So if you want to be in the Church of Philadelphia and you want to, come, you want to go to heaven, when, it, when, when the rapture comes, you got to come to the cross because that's what Philadelphia stands for, brotherly love. And the Church of Philadelphia said, we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You can be saved Amen. this evening. You can be saved today. You can be saved today. Why? Because Jesus Christ said, I can save you. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that as powerful as God is and as wonderful as God is and the love of God is, that you're going to say it's hard to get saved? You are lying wonder. You are lying wonder. The easiest thing in the world for you to do is repent Amen. and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's as yeah. easy as eating apple pie. 
But you got to repent. You got to hate sin. You got to turn from your sin. Now, that's where it comes in that oh, folks don't want to turn from their sin and humble themselves. Because if you want to get saved, you got to humble yourself. You got to quit sticking your chest out and thinking you better than somebody else. And you're going to mm-hmm. start loving people through Christ because you can't love nobody but through Christ. You can't love them on your own. You got to have the Spirit of God in you. Because God loved us. We used, we used to be nasty and ugly. Right, and he loved right. us. Uh, come on now. Preachers, deacons, sisters, bishops, come on now. Just because you long, wear a long robe, that don't mean you say. Just because you got gold fingers and rings on your fingers and got your three-piece suit uh-huh. on, your Stetson hat on, and you walking down, don't mean you born again. But let me tell you. The Bible says you know you passed from death to life. You know you passed from death to life. You know you've been born again. Why? Because you love the brethren. This church will escape the tribulation period. Brother, you brought out a you brought out a subject there. That <laughs> the Lord gave you that gave you that message, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drive it, try to drive it on home. But man, you brought out something there because there's some people listening right now need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They've been going mm. to church for 30 years, 40 years. They've been on the deacon board. They've been on the secretary. They've been on the missionary board. They've been on all kinds of boards. But they really haven't had a divine revelation of redemption through Christ because the church mm. is getting ready and I'm going to give it to the brother. They get ready to rapture the church. Jesus get ready to rapture the church. September, October, and November is the months that the church can be raptured in. You hear what I said? September, October, November is the months that the church can be raptured in. And what I mean by that, that we are living in the last church age, and the last church age is consisted of apostate. And the mm. only church that Jesus Christ accepted is the church of Philadelphia and the church of Smyrna. And now, as we go into September, there are three feast days yet to be fulfilled. Feast day of Rosh Hashanah, feast day of Yom Kippur, and feast days of Sukkot. That means Tribal, uh, uh, millennium reign, feast of tabernacles. That's what I'm saying. Feast of tabernacles represent the millennium reign. But the Amen. first feast has to be fulfilled. And I'm saying, man, it's so close, brother. It's so close that That's I right. can't. I, I, if, if I say if I say this September, I wouldn't be off because this September has been a uh, woo. People talking about it. More people talking about it now than any other in human history. Mm, Check it out. That's right. People talking more about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Feastum. Even the Jews. The Jews are saying, yes, yes. We are getting ready to go to Sofa. And the Sofa represents a day of repentance, a day of awe, a day of new beginnings, a day. In which mm. there will be a what? Ingathering of what? Harvest of the church. Been growing for 2,000 years. And now we have to end and harvest of the church. 
Why don't you come to Christ? Come to Christ. You wouldn't lose, you wouldn't lose nothing if you just say, Lord, I am sorry for the way I've been living. And I want you, if you're a backslider, you can, you're still saved if you're a backslider. If you don't backslid from the Lord, he still loves you. He still has sealed you with the Spirit until the day of redemption. But if you're a hypocrite, you need to quit playing with God and quit being a phony and straighten up your life. And the only one to straighten up is Jesus Christ. And if you're a sinner, you just must admit that you're a sinner and come to Christ. Because Amen. let me tell you, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to the brother. If you die, you all right, you all right, take if you if you if you die without Christ, mm-hmm. if you leave this planet without Christ, and you wake up, you're gonna be in hell before you even bat your eye. You're gonna be in hell, not because you're bad, not because you're good, but because you what? You rejected, who, listen, you rejected the only plan that God had to redeem man from sin, death, and the grave. The only plan, no other plan. That you, you, you flat out said, I don't want it, I don't need it, I'm a good member. You rejected and thought you could get to heaven by keeping the law, and you can keep all the laws, still die, and go to hell if you don't come and repent of your sin and confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. Amen. Amen. And you need him. You need him today. You need him tonight. You need him before you get up in the morning. You need him before you go to bed tonight. I'm saved and sanctified, and I thank God for it, and I'm going to go to bed tonight thanking him for saving me. Now, if you need Jesus Christ, you need to get on your knees tonight. You need to get on your knees right now. Because when the church comes, it's going to be what the Bible said. I ain't going by what somebody told me. It said it's going to be like a twinkling of an eye. And that's too fast to figure it out. It's too fast. In the twinkling of an eye, I'm gone. That's and I've told you before, I've told you before, that the, the rapture of the church is going to be so quick that if I'm standing up with my shoes on and my clothes on, <laughs> it's going to be so fast that my clothes are going to still be standing up before Amen. they fall. Amen. Now, that's fast. Why don't you come to Christ this evening? I know it's a... Uh, a Labor Day, and everybody going to be barbecuing, and they're going to be uh, drinking whatever they're drinking, drinking their beer, and uh, just saying, hey, 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 man, it's good. Oh, da, 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 you know. But if you die, if you die at one of them parties, if you die eating barbecue, mm-hmm. if you die drinking beer, somebody... Somebody uh, hits you in the head with a brick or something. You're in a car wreck. And you die. I ain't worried about you how you die. It's who you die with. And if you die without Jesus Christ, hell is going to be your home. And I don't want you to go to hell. No, I don't. I'll stand in front of you. And you can knock me down, but I still don't want you to go to hell. Amen. And the only, Amen. One, only one can stop you from going to hell is Jesus Christ. Why don't you accept Amen. it? Amen. And Apostle Paul said, if you just confess with your big mouth, you got a mouth. You're always talking about something. But if you just confess with your your big mouth or dirty mouth or uh, a, a loose lip, you ought to fall on your knees and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. 
and I want you to save me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm tired Lord, of these parties. I'm tired of parties. I'm tired of going right. I'm tired of taking drugs. I'm tired of all this stuff. I want you to come into my life and change me because you love me so much, and I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go. And Brother Bazaar, I don't want you to go. Amen. You can come to him right now in the name of Jesus. Apostle Paul said, and I'm going to give the hammer to the brother. Apostle Amen. Paul said, if you confess with your mouth, come on, confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The Bible said, thou shalt be shall saved. Be saved. Those, that, those that miss the rapture and have to go through the tribulation, it says that mm-hmm. if you call upon the name of the Lord under the judgment of God during the tribulation, he said, thou shalt be saved. In other words, if you're out there and you see the, 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 the turbulence is going over the face of the earth, wars and, 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 and people people burning and, and, and floods, and you said, oh, if you just say, oh, Lord, have mercy, save me. Mm. The Lord will save you right there. Because you do have to acknowledge that that's the only way salvation that you can be saved is through his name. Because it's coming a time when the world is going to be in a total wreck. And it's coming to that point now. It's coming to a total wreck. People are hitting everything. They're they're colliding with fornication. They're colliding with adultery. They're colliding with witchcraft. They're colliding with uh, uh, homosexual. They're colliding. They're having wrecks. They're running over cliffs. Mm. And they're dying, going to hell. Thousands of people are dying each day, going to hell. And nobody, very few people are crying out to the Lord, saying, Lord, save me. But during the tribulation period, and I'm going to give it to the brother. I mean, I'm telling you, it says this. There's going to be a group of people that's going to be caught up in a revival during the time of the tribulation period. The tribulation period will be headed off with 144,000. They're going to preach for three and one half years. And then after they get through, Two hot, hot tamales, two prophets going to come. Moses and Elijah going to back him up. And they're going to be preaching in Jerusalem. All, all this year gospel is going to be coming from Jerusalem. That's why Jerusalem is getting ready now. And the temple is getting ready to be built. And the Jews are getting ready to offer up these offerings of Judaism. But at the same time, the Antichrist is peeking out the door now. And he's just waiting because he cannot come until the church has been removed. Go ahead, brother. Walk with it. Amen, brother. Awesome word, brother. You said Amen. It. That's Amen. The word, you, you said, doctor, when the door, I mean, the doors of the church are open, but, man, you said it because you want to know why. You know what it's about? Salvation. Come on. You said it. Come on, brother. It's it's about salvation. You, and you know what? You said it. Receive salvation now before it's too late. That's the part that everybody miss right now. Yeah, right I want to share something. Amen. Go Amen. Ahead, right brother. now, I want to I want to share something with you all because I thought about this yesterday when I was teaching, and uh, I preached a sermon on this. And in my opinion, it was like the most difficult sermon that I ever preached. Amen. I'm gonna share it with y'all because it's interpretation. It's a, it's a challenge to interpret what it means because some people think they know what it means. Some do know what it means. Some don't know what it means. Amen. But it was a challenge to me because 
The reason why it was a challenge because I had a, a you could say it's a debate if you want to with this preacher, and uh, his brother was trying to tell me uh, it was the it was the one scripture. It is actually, I believe it's two or three scriptures. It's been a while. It's like two or three scriptures in the Bible that um, that people like to use. I think it's three, and uh, it's been some years now. I can't really locate them. I don't like to share them with people because people take them out of context to try to justify that salvation is uh, uh, is not forever. Basically, what they believe these scriptures are saying is that you can fall from salvation. The Bible All right. Amen. But let me go over and show it to you real quick. I'm just going and the reason I'm showing it to you is because what we talked about yesterday, if you was on the air with us yesterday, and based on what the brother said, we want you to get saved now, not later. Don't wait because there's no guarantee. The said thousands of people die a day. Man, that is so incredible. We don't think about it because nobody immediately in our family dies like that. You think about how often people in your immediate family die. The people in your immediate family may die on average maybe five or ten years apart, depending on how big your family is. People don't die that often close in your immediate family. They just don't. Amen. And sometimes Amen. Amen. You may have a few that die in a short span. I've had that to happen. I'm like, man, what's going on? Amen. You have you may have three or four people die in like the span of one or two years. You're like, my gosh. And then after that, you won't see death in your family until another ten or twenty plus years. Amen. That's just the truth. Amen. But when but when the tribulation happened, death is gonna be prominent. Death is gonna be riding like crazy in the tribulation. He's gonna be Come taking on. so late. You think people dying about a hundred thousand per day, they're gonna be dying in the millions. Oh, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Y'all think I'm Come just on, oh, who, who, who told you that? Or who gave you the thought that said, you know, people love to say that type of stuff. And read your Bible and understand what that Bible is saying. The numbers are not going to be low. The numbers are going to increase during the Great Tribulation. And like the brother said, get saved now. Don't wait. I want to share something with you because yesterday we talked about the seven sons of Sceva. And we talked about how they tasted uh, salvation. Now, understand, when we say taste salvation, that don't mean you're saved. That's where people get the notion that, oh, well, I used to be saved. No, you were never saved. You just tasted salvation. Come now, on. There, there are people who come to the church, and they be like, man, what is this? These folks are going wild. They're praising God. Amen. Do you know that there were people? Amen. That was at the uh, the day of Pentecost, and they thought they were crazy. See, them folks tasted salvation. Not everybody accepted. Not everybody got saved that day. Amen. Amen. Come on. So there are people come to church. They enjoy the service. They enjoy the ministry. They enjoy the word, but they don't get saved. They don't go all the way. They be like, man, that was good. I've actually heard people say stuff like, man, I almost got saved. I'm like, what you mean? You almost got saved. Well, they did Come get on, saved. preacher. Amen. They simply tasted salvation. Go with me to Hebrew. I know I said I'm going I'm, I'm to deal with Go brother. ahead, brother. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Hebrew, the sixth chapter. Sixth chapter. Pastors, 
You can say that we had a debate because we did. He was trying to say that you could lose your salvation. All right. I teach his brother. I said, brother, there's no such thing as you losing your salvation. But he was he's a doo-doo pastor. Amen. Let me find my stuff. He's Come on, preacher. Amen. <laughs> just just what he is. He's a doo-doo pastor. He, he'll tell you in a heartbeat, man. You got you got to work your way into heaven. I said, brother, I don't know where you're getting that from. And I couldn't believe he got a church. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, preacher. I said, I told him, I said, brother, you got folks following you, you teaching that stuff. I said, brother, don't teach that stuff no more. Amen. Come uh, on. Hebrews the sixth chapter. Now this context actually starts in verse one of see Hebrews the sixth chapter. And it goes down to about the verse twelve. That's where it ends yes, in verse twelve. That's the context of it. But I'm not going to go that far because I got something else I really want to teach to you. But because I spoke on this yesterday, I ran out of time. I want to share this with you, what it says. And this is this, this the context that he used to try to combat what I was saying. I said, bro, that's not even what that's saying. And I preached a sermon on this years ago. For Hebrews, the sixth chapter, verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward Yahweh. Of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if Yahweh Watch verse 4 and 5 and 6. Amen. But I'm gonna All right. Next three verses, but I'm just going to, just, just a little bit. I'm going to come back one day and I'm going to preach on this. I'm going to touch on it a little bit. It said, watch what it said. For it is impossible for those who were once in life and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Now, you see that? Mm-hmm. So yes. what it's referring to is that people who have never been saved, they may have just came to church. They may have just came and witnessed God. They may have enjoyed services. Amen? Amen. Verse 5 says, And have tasted the good word of Yahweh and the power of the world to come. If they shall fall away, to renew them again. So Uh what it's saying is if they fall, in other words, if they make the decision not to become saved, not that they were saved. See, some people misinterpret that to believe, oh, he's saying, see, he fell away. No. It means that they came to church, they heard the gospel, they they enjoyed the singing, the praise. Maybe they were shouting in the church. Man, they were shouting. They were churching. But this person didn't get saved. If they shall fall away, it says to renew them again unto repentance. Amen? Sin, they to themselves the son of Yahweh afresh and to put him to an open shame. Yeah. For the earth which drinketh in the rain, that cometh off upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meat for them by whom it is dressed. 
receiveth the blessing from God. Yeah. In other words, the Bible says God reigns on what? The just as well as the unjust. Come on, preacher. Amen. You may yes, just got blessed just by going to church. When you say, hey, man. Come on, preacher. Just, just like us. Do you know that people listen to us week in and week out? Some, some are saved. Some are not saved. Folks, they just they can't get over this. If they get out of their own way, they can get saved. They, I was the same way. Do you know I was Come the same on. way? Man, I grew up in church. You think I didn't? I remember when me and my wife, we, she was my girlfriend then. Man, we wouldn't hurt these guys singing at the church, but they were jamming. We were standing up praising God more than anybody else. Neither one of us was saved. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I can laugh at it. I can laugh because it's me, number one. And because now we're both there. I can look back and say, uh, man, we were praising God harder than anybody in that church, brother. The us thought we were saved. We enjoyed the church services. Yeah. Do you know how many people enjoy church? They enjoy going to church, but I, but I, but, but I'm not saved. I know this to be a fact because I was one yes, of sir. them. I grew up in church. The time that I was a baby born, my parents took me to church. My mom played the piano in the church. My dad was a preacher. My dad was a deacon for many years before he became a pastor. My wife and that's my wife, I'm sorry. My mom and dad went to church all their life. Their parents were saints. They was in church. They were saved. Amen. My parents early age. From an early age, raised us up in the church. That does not make you saved because you are a Affiliated with the church, that don't make you say just because you affiliated because you enjoyed the service. I told y'all yesterday, people I've known for years said that they was they was in the church. Now I don't know they claim they were saints of God, but my God, it wasn't convincing to me. They were cussing and talking about people. No sooner we got out of church, I was young. I was in school. Then I'm like, these people be saints of God. I'm in the back seat. They give me a ride home. One of them was a relative. I'm like, my gosh, y'all been going to church for years, clan going, y'all talking about people like that out the church? Come on now. You shouldn't Come be talking on, about man. people like that. You shouldn't be cussing and talking about people like that. That's just my opinion. You shouldn't be if you say you say. We're supposed to love. I told you earlier, love. But see, when you're a doo-doo Christian, that's what you do. You do that's good you in do. front of everybody. You, you, yeah, you do good you on do. the organ. You do good in singing. You do good in the way you look. You do good in praising God. Amen. You may do good Amen. when you stand up and give your motivational speech to people. When you testify, you may do good. You're a doo-doo Christian. But as soon as the light's off, the camera's off, the doors are closed. Ain't nobody looking. <laughs> oh, on, man, you stinking it up. You on the phone talking about people. You ain't got to be no person out there committing adultery and fornication. You talking about people. I didn't sit there and see them in my own eyes. Can't wait to get home to get on the phone. And I've, I've heard it from relatives in the family. How did you see such and such? I said, Lord, have mercy. I said, we just left, <laughs> just left the church. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. Me folks is going in. Child, girl, and men do it too. Did you yeah, see yeah, yeah. Such? I've seen yeah. men. I've seen, I remember when the first, when I first got started, I'll never forget. 
I ain't going to even say the name of the church back in Dallas. I don't want nobody to think that. I'll never forget one of the first churches I went to. I was shocked, brother. During the break, before church, so you know, after Sunday school, you get a break, right, before you go back in. They yeah. smoking on the church ground. I ain't never seen nothing like that. They smoking on the church ground. Cussing, the men cussing. My eyes wide, but I'm talking about when I say my eyes is big, my eyes by big as food balls. I can't believe it. I was not too long been saved, probably not even probably about a good year, year and a half. I couldn't believe what my ears were hearing. I'm like, these folks cursing on the cuss ground? Cussing on the church ground? I, I, you know, when I, first, when I first heard this brother say it, <laughs> I thought I was a magic. I said, no, I know these brothers just think cuss. We on the church, man. I know you. Come on. I'm sitting there thinking in my mind, I just know this. I'm, I'm just replaying this saying in my mind. I just know this dude didn't cuss. I know he didn't cuss. And I'm thinking to myself, he must have said something similar to a cuss word. They smoking like dragons, brother. I'm talking about Lord, Brown. Smoking. I'm Lord. talking about dragons. I'm like, y'all, I know there's not a cigarette lit up on the church, man. Bro, this is over 20 years ago. I can't imagine what they're doing in churches now. I said, Lord, have mercy. And when I heard him again on another brother, I said, yeah, this brother's cussing on the church. They cussing. They ain't, I mean, Lord, have mercy. Lord for God. Doodoo Christian. See, when you love God, there's just certain things you won't do. I get it. We all make mistakes. None of us is perfect. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you, do. you may curse every now and then. You may say a word that you ain't got no business. I've done it before. I ain't gonna. I can't lie. So I've told him. Can't lie I've, about I've it. said things. I've gotten upset. I've let some people get the best of me. Amen. And I'm gonna have to ask for forgiveness. Amen. But there's just certain things you're just not gonna do. Amen. But every week, come on, preacher. Every week, you I can see you know, brother. I ain't never seen him smoke on the trigger. He said, man, my brother, forgive me, but I got, I, got, I got a habit. I'm trying to quit smoking. He lights a cigarette. Okay. I ain't judging him for that. But you smoking every Sunday on break? Brother, wait, hold on, brother. Now, you, you, this is the fifth or sixth, seventh Sunday I saw you out smoking, brother. That's something you need, to, you need to pray about that. Yes, sir. Let me move on. <laughs> Let me move because I ain't got off. It's <laughs> about. Talking about these folks. We're talking about the <laughs> church right, of Laodicea. We're talking about the church of Laodicea, brother. These folks didn't, 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 like you said the other day, they talking about they laid down a religion. There's no such thing. You can't lay down God. Talking about you're going to pick him up. You, you, ain't, you ain't laying down God. You just don't pick God. <laughs> they ain't how salvation works. I just read to you Galatians, I think it was the fourth chapter, the fifth verse of Galatians 5 and 4. You 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 don't have God. You are fallen from grace. You don't have God. You never was saved. And I got an even better scripture for you. Second uh, John. Let me read it. I know y'all probably if y'all been listening to us long enough, you may have heard me preach on this too. Let me go there real quick. Hopefully, I got some time. I want to. I want to take some time. Go ahead. Brother. You got it. You got it. Second John. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, got, got a break this weekend, so God is good. I need this break. Amen. I've been, amen, but God is good. Uh, let me see if I can find First John, there we go. First John. First John, second chapter. Amen. 
uh, verse 15. It said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen. Amen. I'm going to jump over to verse 19 because I'm going to move on. Verse 19 said, they went out from us. Let me explain to you who they are. Go they ahead, brother. Are, Go ahead, brother. They, amen. They are non-believers. They were never saved. Amen. Watch what the scriptures say. They went out from us. Who is us? Us is those that believe. We've been saved. It said, but they were not of us, meaning they were never saved. They were never with us. Man, I love the Bible. The Bible is so clear and precise and concise, you can't beat it. Can't beat it, It brother. makes no mistakes. Amen. They, they were not of us. It says, for if they had been of us, they had been saved, they would no doubt have what continues. With, if you were saved, you would still be saved. Ain't no such thing. Oh, well, I used to be saved. You would never stay. But I've been preaching this for 20-something years. And when folks come to me with that nonsense, I don't care if you're a pastor, a deacon, a missionary, a, a congregant. I don't care if you're an usher. I don't care who you are. You will not ever tell Tim, amen, that you used to be saved. No, you will never say. Stop telling folks that. Stop preaching that nonsense because it don't make sense. It ain't even nowhere in the Bible. The Bible supports that nowhere in Scripture. Either you are his or you are not. Come on, preacher. You say, well, uh, uh, what about this and what about that? What about this and what about that? We are under grace. We have the Holy Spirit. This ain't this ain't Amen. Uh, uh, before the Holy Spirit came. That probably was possible then before the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit now. The Bible says you are sealed, and it says right here in this context. If you read on down, the Bible says we are sealed. In other words, what God said that He said when He things are going to be different. He said I'm coming to sacrifice. I'm coming, Amen, to die and shed my blood. Yeah. You think the time where they had to sacrifice by doves and stuff, you probably could fall away. You probably could walk away from the faith then. During the time of Moses and before Christ came, during the time of that time, before the Holy Spirit came. But now we are in a different time. That's why we are the church. This is why we are, are we better than the, than Come on. the, than the, the Israelites? No, we're not. But Come on. Christ called us. The, the, the special time for us, he said, the Holy Spirit going to come. Because you want to know why? God was tired of losing souls to the devil. The world has a grip on this world. And the brother said it. We've been preaching for all these years. Sex is the biggest thing, the biggest thing to fight against. It is. We know that. It don't mean that it's, it's worse than any other sin. All sin is sin. But the devil used sex to keep you distracted. It's the biggest distraction of all is sex. It is. Do you know what they say? Yes, that? Uh, uh, I was watching this video, and uh, they said that porn is the biggest distraction of all distractions. I said, wow. Yes, it is. They said, yes, they said it porn is, is the biggest. In other words, porn is the biggest time consum- consumer or consumption of people's time. It's the biggest distraction. In other words, in other words, if people got things they need to be doing, porn distracts them. It takes more of the time than anything. I think video games and uh, 
uh, reality shows is like second or uh, social media is like like next. But porn is the porn and social media and video games is like the big. I would have thought video games is the biggest because my hardest thing I got better, but my hardest thing is video games. I love playing video games. I'll spin out. I'll just be terrible. My wife is getting get on me. You don't remember. <laughs> Come you on, don't no time. You be watching, but you on a video game. You getting on my nerve. I had to stop. <laughs> my man, I be on video game. I get off of work, but I be on video game eight hours straight. My wife used to get on no. me. I was younger. I used to be bad. But when we first got married, my wife said, "You gonna stop this nonsense?" And I had to stop stop <laughs> playing video games. Amen. God Let's go to Revelation. Let's go to Revelation 3.10. Amen. Let's get to this sermon I'm going to be preaching. Revelation right. 3.10. Amen. It says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, my sermon is going to be the hour, the church of brotherly love. That's the name of my sermon I'm going to speak next, the hour. I told you before that the, the word the hour only comes up twice. In the book of Revelation, I'll go back there from what I found and what I've seen in research. I'm gonna go back and double check that. But again, don't don't take that as fact. You can Google it right now yourself to find out if it's right. I'm not mistaken. I've only seen it, the word hour twice. I could be wrong, but what I've seen, I only saw it twice. Remember, I'm old school. I read versus Google. I'll read and study before I Google. Amen. That's like a last resort. I know. I know Google is the first thing everybody do now. It's like the opposite now. This generation, everybody likes to Google stuff. And that's fine. I don't knock it. Because I have kept the hour of my patience. Kept the word. I'm sorry, the word of my patience. The word, if you look that up in the Greek, we know it refers to logos, which is Christ. That's what the word is. So we have kept Christ. So who we know, who, who we know that Christ is talking to in the scripture? The church. He's the church. Thanks of God. He's talking to you, me. Those of us that have went through the plan of salvation, we confess our mouth, we believe in our heart, okay? And what is he referring to? What have we kept? The everlasting gospel. This is what Elder Bazaar has been preaching for 58 years. This is what Tim Jackson has been preaching for 23 years. We have kept his word. I have not stopped preaching. He ain't stopped preaching. You ain't never heard none of us say, oh, we just totally stopped. And we never, and for one point we wouldn't say when we came back, we got saved again. You have never heard either one <laughs> of us, preaching. nor will you ever hear either one of us say that. That ain't how God works. Once he saved you, other times that I want to give up, other times that I want to quit, yes, I will definitely be the first to tell you, man, I'm supposed to throw up my hands and walk away at one point in time. And I did. I walked away from the church. Did I stop preaching? Did I stop studying? No. I just got on the air and started preaching another way. Because I got so fed up with folks in the church being fake and phony and cliquish. I said, I see why the folks that's lost don't want to come to church. Amen. Come on, man. Tell it. But I never fail to assemble myself. I still associate with pastors, ministers, but my brothers are ministers. I, I never stop preaching the word of God. I can't stop. That's the thing. Can't stop. It don't matter how much I may want to stop. I can't stop. Because you can't stop. The Holy Spirit in me and dwells within me won't allow me to walk away from the gospel. Come on, This preacher. is what the word is talking about right here. It says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, you have kept the everlasting gospel by the Holy Spirit. That's what it's saying. 
They said, I also will keep these from the hour of temptation. Come now, on. you may ask, you may ask, how do we know that this is talking about the tribulation? My gosh, my God. All that I can tell you, you must study to show thyself approved. If you can't see if this is referring to the tribulation, number one, it's in the book of Revelation. Number two, chapter one of Revelation, Christ gave it to John to warn the churches about what was going to come. He knew that it was going to be a time. Not only, not only the great tribulation, but he knew the tribulations that we were going to endure throughout the church. Do you know that a thousand years ago that the church went through tribulation? Do you know that the church has been persecuted and murdered and killed? There are come on, come on, come on. Of the church. Not everywhere on the earth was the church going to be persecuted and killed. There are places that you can't go on this planet and preach the gospel. They will kill you for preaching the kill gospel. Kill you. Right. You do know that, right? See, kill people you. think that it has to happen all over the world just for it to count. No. But what Christ, he specifically pointed out to John, there was going to be an hour of temptation. Outside of the the 2,000-year church, it was going to be a seven-year period. Daniel talked about it. Over in the book, uh, Jeremiah was talking about it. Christ talked about it. It was going to be a terrible time, a short period of time. It had to be short. Flesh would be saved. See, the Holy Spirit has been on the earth since the beginning of time. And I'm going to try to make it short because I can get it to the brother. The Holy Spirit has Go been ahead, on the earth man. All, all this time. And man has always been able to become saved. But man has also been persecuted because of his salary. Noah was persecuted. Look how they treated Noah. Him and his family was the only one, eight people. They mocked him, talked about him. Ain't no tip, probably threatening him, probably threatening his family, his kids. We don't know what Noah went through. You don't think he had to endure persecution? Yes. We all endure persecution as the saints of God. Not only just the church age. Look how they stole and killed the, the, what's the name, the prophets deal with persecution. Amen. We've all been church of God. When you believe in God, you gonna get it. It was easy for the Israelites to to uh, to be with the world. It was easy. It's always easy to follow the, the masses. Where everybody liked you. That's how I was. Before I got saved, man, everybody liked me. When I got before I got saved, I, mean, I was loved. The women loved. I was man. I fought <laughs> for the Lord. Man, I had guys, uh, friends, buy me drink. Man, what you want to drink? But women would cater to you. All what you want to do? The world loves you. The world. You think the world don't know who you are when you get saved? When the world sees you don't say, talk a certain way, you don't act a certain way, you carry your way yourself in a certain way. They know. They'd be like, you know, you different. They already know who you are. Now they're gonna. Now they're gonna pick at you. Like man, I never got picked at. I never had trouble or problems. Man, I got saved. My world flipped upside down. It's like the world hated me. I'm like, my gosh. Didn't nobody want to be around you? People just want to come sit at you at the lunch. Sit with you at the lunch. They don't want to sit with you no more. They don't want to talk to you. They smirk at you. Amen. The pain is right. the endurance. 
Amen. Amen. Amen let me show you something real quick, and I'm 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 gonna run through the rest of it because I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and preach this one day. But I want to show you that who this is talking to. It's talking to the saints of God, and I'm gonna show you how you know that we're not gonna be here for the tribulation. I know a lot of people think that. Let me go to Second Peter real quick. I'm gonna try not to take up too much time. Second Peter. Second Peter. Uh, verse nine. Second Peter, second chapter. I'm sorry. Second Peter, second chapter, verse nine. Here we go. Second Peter, second chapter, verse nine. The Lord knoweth or know how to deliver the godly out of temptations. That verse is similar to the Revelation three and ten. All right. God knows how to keep His people. From temptation. In other words, what are temptations? If I can't feed my family, and I'm I'm not I'm not talking about just not having a job. I've been in a situation where I didn't have work. My wife and we didn't have no money. We we ran out through a whole month of food, no money. I'm talking about zero dollars in my account. Count negative. She don't have no money. I ain't got no money. I don't like begging because I'm a man. I didn't want her to ask her family for no help. I didn't want to call my brothers for no help. We were done. We didn't have no money. Yeah, I could have went out there and did a whole lot of things I had no business doing. I trusted God. He blessed us with two jobs next month. We got back up on our feet. I told, you know what? I just recently shared that story with one of my brothers. He said, man, I never knew. They said, why come you didn't call me and ask me for money? I said, man, you know how we are as men. We don't have to ask nobody for nothing. Amen? Amen. You, you are tempted to, to do anything you can to feature. I'm, I'm going to keep it short. There's a lot of things, examples that I get. But one example I get is my experience. I was, man, I was, I was so done. I'd never been in a situation like that ever in my life. I said, Lord, what are we going to do? Because the kids look at me crazy. The kids are like, Dad, we home. We want something to eat. I'm looking crazy, stressed out. I don't know. I ain't got no money. My wife didn't have no money. God will always make a way out of no way. Amen? Amen. These are the temptations that you're going to have to deal with in the tribulation. How are you going to feed your wife and kids? Amen? But the Bible Amen. says I'm going to keep you from the hour. God knows how to keep us from today and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be put. So the day of judgment, so we know what that is. The day of the Lord, the day of judgment, it's the same thing. And you can see it's different. It's not. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just, just separated in that verse. It separates the godly from the ungodly, from the unjust. God going to separate us. If you think God's not going to separate us before the tribulation, my God, I don't know what to tell you. You, you, know, you, you can say, oh, we're not going up to hell. We're not going to be caught up. Ain't what you can say, okay, we're going to be on earth. You can say what you want to. We will not go through the tribulation. I got proof. That's right. I, I've been studying this and broke it down real quick before I get to my brother. The hour of temptation. That word temptation that's going to come upon all the world, if you break that down in the Greek, it says a putting to proof. In other words, of good enough evil. We know that the tribulation is going to be evil. It says at yes. provocate provocation means to be provocative, to provoke you basically. Man, it's going to be so much that's going to provoke you in the tribulation, it's going to try. It means a test is what it means. So you're going to go through so much. Now, I just showed you how the Bible says it says it's going to keep 
you from the hour of temptation, meaning that we're going to be separate. So how are you going to sit there and go against the scripture? The scripture tell you it's going to keep you from the hour. But you got folks say, oh, we're going to go through the, through the tribulation. Where are you getting this from? The Bible just says it's going to keep you from the hour. My God. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Let, let me see. Go ahead, brother. That's all right. That's all right. What I, what I want to do is get, get six minutes, six, seven minutes in. You you, you brought a, 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 the Spirit of the Lord moved up on me, and here's the greatest temptation. This is the greatest temptation man will ever face in human history. It's found in the book of Revelation. This is the greatest temptation that will ever come up on the earth for man to make a decision on whom he will serve. 13th chapter of Revelation, the most devastating temptation that man will face. It says, and he had power to give life into the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hands or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the name of his number, here is the wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score six. Six, six, six. This is the greatest temptation that the world will face to decide whether you choose Christ or you choose the Antichrist. Because if you choose Christ, you will go to heaven by faith in Jesus Christ. If you reject Christ and believe the Antichrist and receive a mark on your hand, right hand, on your forehead, you will not be able to buy and sell. And it's going to tempt majority of the world to receive the mark because temptation to survive under the Antichrist going to cost you your life and to damnation if you receive the mark. And the Bible says, Amen. and all the world wondered after the beast. That's greatest hour in human history that man will be tested. And guess Lord, what? He's going to fail it because the Bible says, and all the world wondered after the beast. My friends, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking about. My loved ones out there, those whether you're a sinner or a saint, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And the reason we Amen. love you is because there's a, there's a time coming there's going to be the greatest temptation that man will face. And if you don't know nothing about it, if you don't understand what's going on, majority of the world will receive the mark. And there's people already now receiving computer chips yeah. in their hand. And you know what they say yeah. about it? Well, I like this. I don't have to carry my mm. cash around. I don't have to worry about my house being broken into. I can crank yep. my car mm-hmm. anywhere. They are accepting it right now. So when it comes down to the rock bottom, whether you eat or whether you die, it's going to be a great temptation. That's it. Don't be caught in it. 
God loves you. God is concerned about you. God is using Brother brother Tim Jackson and Brother Bazaar to get this to Amen. you because you're not going to hear it in the church. You're not going to get this mm-hmm. in the church because churches are not proclaiming the whole Bible. They're not going right. all the way from Genesis to Revelation. They're not going all the way to the cross. They're, let, they're letting the cross go. But when you let the cross go, guess what? You die without the blood of Jesus Christ, you're going to bust hell wide open. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come now? This may be the last time. I don't know if you'll hear us tomorrow, I mean, uh, uh, Thursday. I don't know. That's how close we are. We might be raptured out here tonight. I don't know. I don't know that. But I do know one thing. Don't die. Don't die unsaved. Don't die without Christ. Die with Christ. Die with him. When I get ready to die, I'm going to die with Christ. I'm going to die with Christ. But after, after, after I die, guess what? I got another life because of Christ. Amen. Because Christ died once, he's not going to die no more. And since he ain't going to die no more, I'm going to live with him forever. Don't you want to live with Jesus instead of living with, with the devil in hell's fire? I know, I, know, mm. I know you want to go there. I know you want to go to heaven. Don't let the devil take it away from you. Don't let the devil hinder you. Don't let the devil tell you, oh, these guys... These preachers coming on there, they talking about heaven and hell, Jesus Christ, and and and, and, and the right. cross and the blood. They, oh man, I, I, I don't want to hear that. But let me tell you, if you miss heaven, you're gonna be calling our name out in hell and say, "Oh, brother Bazaar, oh, oh, brother Tim Jackson, why did y'all, why did y'all tell me? I told you, <laughs> Amen. I told you, brother Jackson is telling you." Don't believe in nobody but Jesus Christ. Believe what That's he right. did. Believe what he done. Believe what he, he came from the grave. Believe that. Accept that. Lean on that. Depend upon that. Hope in that. Lean on nothing else but what Jesus done on Calvary's cross. And if you believe it and accept it, guess what? When the trumpets blow and they get ready to blow, brothers. Sisters, Amen. He get ready to blow. We love you out there. We're going to ask you to be more. We, we can't open no altar. We can't close no altar because Jesus Christ is knocking at your door of your heart right now. He's knocking. And he's telling you, let me in. Just let me come in. And, and guess what? When I come in, I'm going to sup and dine with you. I'm going to sit down in the table of your heart, in the table of your spirit, and we're going to commune together, and I'm going to change your life. And when you get ready to go, when you get ready to die, when, you get, when, the, when the rapture comes, I'm gone to heaven. To sing and shout. And when I get there, ain't nobody be able to put me out. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. come to you right now. Anybody out there that wants to be saved, the only thing you've got to do is right now is confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ came and died and rose from the grave, and he wanted to resurrect his life in your life, that you can live forever with him. And live in joy and peace and love. This is Brother Bazaar. This is Tim Jackson. We will see you Thursday evening at 9 o'clock. We will be doing another broadcast. We will be doing another one this Saturday coming up. Tim Jackson, we're making our last run. We're making a run now. We're running. We're at the end of the race. I believe we're at the end of the race. And that's why we are on it. We are on it. And we we want to share this Christ that we know. And he loves you. 
Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for the ones that listen. We ask you right now in Jesus' name.